Marvin Keller Trucking is currently looking for drivers to expand their fleet. We have solo, team, lease purchase, owner operators, and even part-time local positions available. Their solo drivers get up to 54 cents a mile. Teams get up to 58 cents a mile. Late model Cascadias and Mac Anthems available. Your health benefits start on day one. That's nice. No touch freight and 60% drop in hook. Nice. Want something different? Join the elite fleet. Four days on and four days off. Hourly pay of $20 to $25 an hour. Want to start your own business? Check out the lease purchase program. With payments as low as $345, you can pay the truck off and start hiring your own drivers. Want more details? Call 888-418-5161, extension 280. Marvin Keller Trucking. Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge, plus the company is owned by their own product. That's right. They deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please. Thank you. Hey, drivers. Have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority? and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call J.J. Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, U.S. DOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them TalkCDL sent you. Thank you. Hey, Neo. (laughs) How y'all doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Just another night in paradise here at home. So, so Neo, uh, we are calling him Neo for the simple reason we're not calling him by his real name. I'm sure everybody gets that. Um, talk to us, Neo. You, you, you. Now you're with um, a company. You drive a tractor trailer for a living. And first off, where do you go? Like, do you, do you run like the entire United States? Yeah, we do operate um, all 48 states. Uh, a lot of this, a lot of what we've been doing recently has been on the East Coast, but they have had me all the way out in California before. Oh, that's really nice. And and so, and is this a dry van operation? Or, you know, we don't even need to know. So, you're a tractor trailer driver. Are you solo or your team? What do you do? Uh, we are required to be a team, um, especially when we're under a secured load. Uh, somebody has to remain with the truck at all times. So, you know, nature calls, someone has to use the restroom or something like that, or it's time for lunch. We have to do it in shifts. So one one driver will go into the truck stop and, and get their food, do their business, then re- then return to the truck, and then the other driver can go in and do their business. So so these loads are so secured 
where you have to have two people on under the load. Mm-hmm. You guys run a full 48. It's being watched at all time, and it's actually under the jurisdiction of the Secret Service, correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay, so... That's, that's cool. What did you say, Ruth? I said, that's cool. It's cool? <laughs> what, so you think that's cool to have the Secret Service, like, tailing you? Uh, I just think it's it's pretty, like... Uh, it's mysterious. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, like... <laughs> It's not your average every day, you know. Hey, with a name like Neo, you know he's going to have a cool job. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just no doubt about that. I would do it. Oh, you would do it. I know you would. So, so Neo, you, 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 you're doing this thing, and, you know, you're hauling. Is it the same product that you haul every time? Or since it's Secret Service, I mean, are you hauling stuff, like, for the president? I mean, what, what's going on, man? Talk to us. Uh, it's not for the president. Um, the Secret Service, their primary duty is, the security and safety of the president, but they do have a few other things that fall under their jurisdiction. Um, and as far as what we haul, a lot of it's very related. Sometimes it's the exact same stuff, or sometimes it's the stuff used to produce the stuff. You know, <laughs> I know I sound very vague here, but that's the best I can do to to explain it. Well, I I know you and I were talking earlier, and you said it's so secured that you're not even allowed to put your picture um, in your your outfit or anything like that up on the internet at all. It's like you guys are like, like your, your head would be in an, uh, under an ax. Even if you did something like that, you'd be gone. Yeah. It's, it's in the employee handbook. It's, it's very specific about that. Anything that's work related, including just a picture of me in my uniform needs to stay off of my uh, private or personal social media. So you can't post anything about our customers, anything about the company, anything like that. So your advice to truck drivers that would want to maybe work there, they better kind of check to see if they're willing to be under strict rules because, you know, most of us drivers out there, we're out there for the freedom. It doesn't sound like you got a lot of freedom. I bet you're even routed, aren't you? <laughs> uh, not typically, no. There's one customer where we have to follow very strict routing. Um, but for the rest of them, you know, as long as it gets to where it needs to be by the time it needs to be there, um, we're given we're given pretty good leeway. The only thing that our company asks is that if we do have to change routing for whatever reason, we just call them and notify them and let them know the route that we're taking. But as far as getting pre-approval for that kind of stuff, there's like there's only one customer that requires us to follow a very strict route. So do you have stuff like bulletproof? Well, I can't even speak, Ruthann. Bulletproof glass or anything like that? Are your are your windshields bulletproof? The uh, entire tractor is um, got ballistic armor on it, so the windshield and the windows, like the windows, won't roll down. They're about two and a half, three inches thick. That's badass. Same, same with the windshield, and then the rest of the cab in the bunk area is got a layer of uh, Kevlar between the outer and inner shell. What? Are you serious? That is like... Uh, dead serious, yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, can we know, like, is it Peterbilt, Kenworth, Freightliner? Who, who like, at least, do we know, can we know that or not? Uh, most trucks are uh, Peterbilt 389s. Um, nice. We've got one of the few 567 Heritage Editions. Uh, there's a couple of them in the fleet. So um, We've got one of them. So these are hoods, 389s? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, long nose. Yep. Short top. Dang, that is super freaking cool, man. I mean, that's what's it governed at? Uh, seventy on the foot, seventy-two on the cruise. That is super cool. I mean, I'm, Ruthann, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm. I. I wanna. I. I wanna talk about an application then. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, you think that's cool? One of the other things is, is you know how all these new trucks, they have all these uh, engine protection features that shut the truck down to preserve the engine, yeah. like if you get low cooling or something like that? Right, right. Our trucks bypass that. So, you know, theoretically, if somebody's chasing us, we can run that engine until it blows. Wow. So, so like, uh, does it have an APU in it, the truck? Like, can you cook? Is it fully functional on the inside? Uh, some of the trucks do have APUs. Ours does not, but we are allowed to idle. Um, we do have a refrigerator inverter. So, you know, I've, I've, I've got my microwave set up there for myself and my partner. Um, not a whole lot of living space, though, you know, kind of like Aladdin. <laughs> Itty bitty living space. <laughs> okay, so here's another question for you. Are you armed? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, the bare minimum is each driver has to be armed with one sidearm, one pistol, and we need a minimum of one long gun, so 12-gauge pump is what the company requires um, for the truck. And we're actually authorized to have more than that. Our truck at any given time has five firearms on it. So you get to be Neo to the extreme in the truck because you've got your guns. Now, can mm-hmm. you can you do the little back thingy that Neo does, like where he's like moving? Can you do any of that? <laughs> no, I've been practicing my my bullet time very much, so <laughs> I'm a little rusty. Okay, have you been at least going to the gun range to 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 do your target shooting? I was actually at the range just uh, actually twice this past week. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good at least. I'm super impressed, man. So, so now, how long are you guys like for this particular job? Are you out for like a month at a time, or are you home a lot? How does that work? They um, they want about a, a minimum of five week tour at a time. Uh, they they do help they do help us out when when stuff comes up. Um, they try to make exceptions where where possible, but it's like any other company though. If they if they need that truck running, they're gonna want you to run it and try not to break the policies, you know, too much. So so Neil, here's a question for you. First off, how did you even hear about this job? How the heck do you find a secret service trucker job? It sure ain't in the newspaper. <laughs> I mean you you had to know somebody or heard I mean how does that That's even what happen? I was kinda curious you of curious uh, how, yeah because you know you can't really give out the name of the company and stuff. So now I'm like really curious about how it's, you found it. It's like how the heck do you even find anything like that? That's uh-huh. like super crazy cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because um, honestly I didn't even know that this this market existed when I when I was doing the phone interview with the guy who's now my my boss the operations manager I asked him you know this this sounds like it's a pretty niche market and he's like yeah you, <laughs> there's not very many companies that do this um, it actually just came down to luck I was just browsing through job boards and uh, I think it was on Indeed.com I saw a posting form on on Indeed. And I applied, and I talked to <laughs> managed to talk one of my friends into it, and he came along. So I had my co-driver, and, and we've been doing it since the beginning of January. So you call this company; they're on Indeed. They got a trucking job, probably saying OTR. And how much experience did they they require there? They wanted a minimum of three years of. Uh, of safe driving with a CDL, and then obviously ability to get government clearance, ability to be an armed guard, so you couldn't have any kind of uh, felony or any disqualifying misdemeanor that would prevent you from being in possession of a firearm. So you call them, and of course, I don't think you quite knew what the job entailed until you actually got on the phone, and then that's when they, is that when they really tell you what it's really about? 
They um, they gave us a little more detail than what was in the uh, advertisement, but we really learned about the job towards the end of orientation, shortly before we got into our truck. They, um, they've got multiple divisions, um, and I work for the armor division. Their other big CDL division is the reefer division. So when we go in for orientation, you know, we start off with the reefer guys. They only do like a two-day, maybe three-day orientation, like a basic, like with most other trucking companies. And then they cycle out and get their trucks, and then we stay on for another week and a half for our orientation because that includes, you know, the protocols with, the, with secure loads. That includes gun training, armed guard training, um, getting qualified for our armed guard license at the range. They, they actually bring a third-party instructor in. Um, and we were with him for about two or three days going through class coursework, and then we wrap it up with going to the range and qualifying on the range. So we, yeah, our, ours is like two weeks long orientation. That's what I was just going to say. You're, you're basically in, a, in orientation for two weeks. Pretty much, yeah, two to two and a half. Wow. So can we ask, like, what, what's the annual pay for something like this? 80 grand, 100 grand? Yeah, um, it was advertised uh, between eighty to about a hundred grand per driver a year. Um, now they were upfront with us. They said your first year you're probably not going to make that because you're you're getting used to the system, you're getting used to the customers. Because some of these places are really hard to get in and out of. You know, really tight backing, um, like threading the needle kind of backs, so and a lot of blind sides off of uh, busy downtown roads. But it's actually a little bit easier than when I had to do that stuff solo because if my, if my co-driver is the one backing up, I'll get out and I'll do traffic control. And it seems to me that the four-wheelers tend to listen to you a little bit more when you've got a badge and a gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess they would. Yeah. That is super freaking cool, man. I, you know, it's funny. I, I uh, honestly, I mean, I guess I knew jobs like that existed. I mean, I know people that haul bombs and... and missiles and stuff mm-hmm. that are out in the midwest i mean it's you know it's just and you Ruth, when when we were truckers you remember i always look for the weird jobs mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i did the ltl east coast job nobody wanted but it paid amazing money i, I ran 1800 miles a week and made crazy money mm-hmm. because of hand unloading and then then mm-hmm. i was a casket hauler i mean most people don't even want to get near caskets you know you know, we unloaded those, and you, you just made crazy. I'm telling you, that's my advice always, Neo. Is is when you haul, when you want to be a trucker, if money, if you're all about the money, you gotta look for the weird job. And you, yeah. by far, have an ace in a hole weird job. Yeah, because I'm like so intrigued and wanting to know more. You know, you got a badge, you got a gun, and you're a trucker. I mean. That's a real super trucker, Ruthann. Would you not say that, huh? That's actually something they mentioned in orientation. We are such a an oddball group because not only are we licensed professional drivers, we're also licensed armed security guards, and there's not really anything that covers what we are because we kind of fall into two different categories kind of where they overlap. Um, like the biggest thing that we got is the, uh, the federal uh, – Armored Carrier Reciprocity Act, so that gives us the ability to carry our weapons in all the states, including, you know, the notoriously bad ones like California, New Jersey, and New York. So theoretically, we're supposed to be able to go through that without being hassled. Yeah, you. well, if, you, if your job is, falls under the Secret Service, like, like, for example, Ruth Ann and I have a carry permit, 
And I believe 38 states actually recognize ours. But then we have uh, states like South Carolina, Maryland, Mass, Connecticut, uh, just certain states. If you go through, you got to disarm. You got to pull your bullets out and separate them in a lockbox yeah. and blah blah blah. You probably don't. You shouldn't have to if you fall under that clearance. You're you're mandatory with a gun. In fact, they couldn't stop you from wearing a gun with your job. Whenever we are under a secure load, it's actually a requirement. Our our weapon is considered part of our uniform, just like our shirt, just like our badge. It it needs to be on. So so now, what if I have say? Like two burglary felonies, and and, <laughs> and maybe I dealed in a little, you know, heroin or something like that. Can, where do I? How can I apply for this job? Can I? Is there any way? I mean, would they consider me? Like if I said Absolutely. I won't ever do it again? Absolutely not. I mean, any kind of felony that alone right there disqualifies you from owning a firearm, even. Personally, you know, because felons cannot own firearms. Right. Well, Neil, what if possession. Neil, what if I promise I'll never do that stuff again? Will they give me a chance? You think? Or? <laughs> it's got to be off your record. So what you would have to do is you'd have to hire an attorney, and you'd have to work on getting that felony expunged and getting your rights restored yeah. before they could even look at you. You know, it's funny you say that, and I mean this sincerely. I've been I've been in trucking my whole life, and I've I've met a million truckers, and I met a million of them that say, "Yeah, I'm getting my felony expunged," and never one, <laughs> not one guy has ever been able to get that felony expunged. They think they're gonna, but I'm telling you, it's that's an much act easier said than done. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, that's an act of Congress. I mean that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all right, well, it awesome. absolutely is. I mean, I carried, I carried on the truck before I um before I got this job, and it's actually very nerve-wracking, you know, carrying a firearm on the truck. Um, I always tried to stay on top of the laws for whatever states that I would pass through, so I know what states I had reciprocity with that I was fine with. I knew what states had duty to inform and enforce the law, so, you know, I always kept that in the back of my mind. And then I found out states that I can carry, and even though I don't have reciprocity, uh, Illinois is a good example. You know, Illinois has always been one of the notorious anti-gun state, especially with Chicago. I know they lifted their handgun ban a few years ago, so they don't have that anymore. But um, as long as you are not a resident of the state of Illinois and you have um, your, your concealed carry license from your state of residence, you can actually carry a concealed loaded weapon in a privately owned vehicle in the state of Illinois. I you just have to, when you exit the vehicle, you have to leave the weapon in the vehicle and lock the vehicle. You can't exit the vehicle without, or with the weapon. Yeah. And I actually put that to the test on two different times. Uh, got into a little fender bender in, in that, right there in Chicago on the interstate and dealt with state troopers there in Chicago. And both times I told them, hey, I've got a loaded gun in the truck. Here's my CCW. Oh, thanks for letting me know, man. No big deal. <laughs> if, it, if it didn't work, I'd still be sitting in a Cook County jail right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's that was before you started working for this company? That was before I started working for this company. So I was just, you know, your average run-of-the-mill truck driver. Nice. Average run-of-the-mill. Uh, you know, the reciprocity and all that good stuff that comes with the job. Yeah. So so what are you planning on retiring at this job? Do you really like it? I mean, seriously, do you, and see the five week out thing, man, that's, you know, I, I know some entertainment companies, which is probably about for home time, the worst ones, because you go out on tour yeah. and you stay on the tour. If it's a, if it's a three month tour, or a six month tour, you're out for that time. Unless you, unless there's like a, a week 
break period and you want to fly home or whatever the case. So, you know, five yeah. weeks, though, most truck drivers that I talk to um, are really anywhere from seven to 14 days out. And, you know, that's more than most even want to do. So five weeks out, that's a true long hauler. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is tough, especially when you got family that's waiting for you at home. It's not the first time I've done long hauls like this. Um, especially when I first started driving, my minimum was four or five weeks, and I've been out for as long as eight weeks before. How many before days I got off? This job, I was kind of like two or three weeks is my max now. But the money, the money's good. Um, being able to carry to me is invaluable because now I'm no matter what state I'm in, I'm not without means to be able to defend myself and then i also have a co-driver who's got my back as well and vice versa so it's there's, there's pros and cons but you know the home time is definitely one of the cons how many but days it, how many days home do you get when you stay out for five weeks it's typically the industry standard one for every seven but sometimes it works out to be a little bit longer they typically get us home earlier than what we anticipate like i tell them all right we need to be home on on friday Oh, they've got me as home as early as Tuesday or Wednesday, and they don't count that towards the home time. So that's just an extra two or three days on the front end. And then if they don't have a load ready for us, you know, technically I was supposed to go back out today, but uh, they don't have anything available, and they don't run over the weekends. We sit we sit on the weekends. So it's going to be Monday before uh, before we get another load. So I just got myself another weekend at home. So how is this? Since you guys are really different, how's the virus thing affected this position? Has it affected it at all? Since it's Secret Service, a lot of your governmental places have been shut down. So what's the deal there? Um, we have seen some effect, probably not to the same extent as General Freight has. Um, some of the facilities that we go to, um, they'll want us to wear a face mask prior to entering, and then they'll take our temperature before we go in. Um, and we've had one, it was actually just a couple of weeks ago, it was our last week on the road. We had uh, half our fleet got screwed up really bad because one of our big customers had an um, employee that worked on their production floor, like right in the heart of their operation, um, test positive for COVID-19. And they completely shut that facility down. We were supposed to pick up there the next morning. And we got the call saying it was completely shut down. They don't know when it's going to open back up. So we had six or seven trucks in the area that were supposed to pick up there over the next day or so. We had another about 10 trucks that were coming down with loads to deliver there. And those trucks actually had to get turned around and rerouted back to the shipper to return the product. And then new loads had to be found for them. And then new loads had to be found for us because our load is no longer available. About half our fleet, uh, we've got, I want to say between 38 to 40 armored trucks, and I want to say about 17 of them were affected by that. Wow. So that, that threw the office. The office was utter chaos <laughs> that day and the next day trying to cover all these trucks now that suddenly don't have loads. All right. Well, Neil, it's it's uh, an interesting uh I love, like I said, I love different trucking jobs. You know, it's I'm always intrigued with, you know, learning of a new. And I did not know that there was, uh, I mean, I knew, like I said, I know there's a couple companies that haul, um, you know, like, for example, cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You know that if you're hauling cigarettes, I think that also falls under the jurisdiction of the CIA. Um, it, it falls under the jurisdiction of something. 
because a lot of people that, well, first off, you don't usually know, well, you know you have cigarettes in your trailer, but it's never marked on the truck. And many times I'm told those guys are followed because, you know, certain loads are major. Can you imagine what a a load of a 53-foot trailer of of Marlboro really would 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 be. I mean, they go for what? What what is a carton of cigarette goes these days? Ruth Ann and I smoked like 15 years ago. We haven't even maybe longer than that. But um, it depends. Um, unfortunately, I still am a smoker. It depends on what state you're in. Um, <laughs> the best states to buy smokes in, to my knowledge, are uh, Georgia. But the absolute best is Missouri. That's where you can get them the cheapest. The worst would be like New Jersey and New York, where they charge. I think ten to twelve dollars a pack. Wow! In New York, yeah. What's a so um, a carton? Go, what's it? Ten packs in a carton? Yeah. So a hundred so, a hundred bucks for a carton? Well over a hundred. Um, when I got home off the road, I bought two two cartons here in Georgia, and that cost me one hundred thirty dollars for two. Up in New York, you're looking at that price just for one. Can you so get easily double the price up there? Can't you get some good marijuana for that price? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow, hundred bucks for now some... with the drug clearing uh, clearinghouse they got now. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey Neo, what would be one of your most extraordinary, exciting trips that you did? Like what 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 happened on a trip that would be like a standout, exciting or scary? Like did you get into a shootout or anything like that? <laughs> no. <I'll>, no. <laughs> No, nothing, uh, nothing like that. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, I, I actually asked about that. And at least during the company's entire existence, uh, they've never had anything like that happen. The biggest part of it is OPSEC, you know, operational security, where, like I said, the whole loose lip sink ships thing, they don't want us talking about it because if somebody can find out our routing, that makes it easy to potentially set up an ambush or whatever and catch us off guard. As far as exciting, you know, scary potential stuff that may or may not have happened on the road, it's usually just the typical stuff that other truck drivers deal with, you know, four-wheelers being stupid. I had one guy a couple weeks ago in Texas, in Houston, on a two-lane road, just got off the highway. You know how Texas got those weird frontage roads. And we're getting ready to park for the night so we can deliver in the morning. And this guy in a white pickup truck, he was trying to pass us illegally. And we're under a secure load. And I was even telling my co-driver, I bet you he wants to get to the fuel island for the passenger vehicle section of this truck stop. So he's going to fly around us, cut right in front of us, slam on his brakes and cut right. And I'm not going to let him do that because I'm not, you know, we got a secure load. I need to protect the load and not get into a wreck because then that's all kinds of headaches that I don't need. So I kept him from being able to pass and he did exactly what i thought he would do except he didn't cut us off as soon as he got up to the turn in for the for the car section he pulled in there and went up on the fuel island and i went to the back of the truck stop and started pulling you know backing into a spot figured it was all done next thing i know he comes tearing across in his white pickup from the fuel islands all the way to the back end of the truck stop where i'm trying to back up and he parks just feet away from the tractor and kind of blocks us in and I eventually, you know, our, our CB has the PA set up. So I'm getting on the PA, telling him he needs to back away from the truck. He's not listening. And he's like, you know, come on, come on, get out. Did you shoot him? Uh, 
<laughs> I wish I could. No. You said this I, uh, was Houston area. You could have wounded him in Texas. Like you, if you shoot somebody in the leg, I think they do that a lot there. Then. Well, they you're go from for, Texas. They go for kneecaps. But is it, you said this was the Houston area. Yeah, it was uh, just outside of Houston near Perland. Okay, and it's a white pickup truck. White pickup truck. My yeah. my brother has a white pickup truck, and he's from you know that area. <laughs> yeah, your brother was he bald? <laughs> uh, this this gentleman was. Uh, he was built like a brick house. Yeah, no, that wasn't um, Mark. <laughs> so uh, I look at my co-driver and I said, hey, stay in the truck. You know, if something does happen, you know, come on out and get my back. But for now, just stay in the truck. So before I got out, I grabbed my uh, OC spray, my mace, my pepper spray, got it in my hand, and I got out. I didn't get near the guy, but I walked to the front of the truck, and I said, hey, you need to go. And the first thing he saw was my badge around my neck. And he's like, Oh, I don't give a, you know, an F-U-C-K about no badge. And I said, my badge doesn't have anything to do with this. You just need to go. And I think at that point is when he saw my gun on my hip. I've got a big forty-five <laughs> on my hip. And when he saw that, he kind of got quiet, got back in his truck and drove off. And I didn't, see, didn't hear anything from him since. <laughs> I wonder why he, you know, why was he coming after you when you didn't, you know, he's the one that was driving like the jerk. It's, we can discuss that until the cows come home. It's long story short, I call it the, a sense of entitlement that people get when they're on the road. They feel like they can do no wrong. And if you're in their way, then you're the one that's doing something wrong. It doesn't matter if they're, the ones putting other people at risk or their ones breaking the law, you know, you're the one who's wrong because you're in their way mm-hmm. and you're not going as fast as they want to go. And I, I see that sense of entitlement every day, multiple times a day on the road. You know, it gets to the point where it doesn't even, you know, affect you anymore. You're just like, Oh, yep. There's another idiot. Oh, yep. There goes another one. <laughs> I bet you. You said that you you didn't want to have an accident, so you haven't had an accident with this company at all, right? Um, I had one little fender bender in Memphis. Somebody came out of a turn lane and merged into me. That was actually kind of funny because uh, she wouldn't get out of her car <laughs> afterwards. She, again, she saw the badge and 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 the gun and everything. And I I had my uh, co-driver call the authorities and then call the company to report it. Well, I went ahead and got outside and secured the scene. And when the police showed up, they had us go off the interstate and go into this uh, parking lot for this hotel that was, I guess, not in use or whatever. And it was so funny because one of the officers gave her a lecture, basically, on how to keep her head on a swivel, how you need to look before you merge into, you know, change directions in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he was very animated about it. His hand, you know, he had his hands up and doing this and that. It was just so, we can basically hear what he was saying, even though we were 50 feet away inside of our truck. It was just so funny to watch him give her, give her a driving lesson on the side of the road. <laughs> well, if anything, it could have saved her life the next time she might remember that to where she will look a little bit more around her before she merges. Hopefully, I mean... She really didn't cause any damage to the truck. She uh, she busted up a couple of our lug nut covers on the steer tire. That was it. But that was her pure car, luck. I, I can't say the same for though. Her car got a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, but that was pure luck on her end, you know, where she didn't cause any more damage. She could have been a you know wheel chuck for you. Neil, I, I'm curious yeah. since this, we've got this super trucker job 
Um, secrets. I almost said secret squirrel right then. Secret chugger. Um, Super secret squirrel. (laughs) Secret secret chugger. But anyway, so with the secret chugger job, is there inward facing cameras? Uh, does the is the company nope. he already said um, no? But I was asking. Going, that. Going, yeah. they, they, no, I was going to ask that. Become equipped with cameras. I think that has to do with uh, pretty much all of our shippers and receivers have a no camera, no photograph policy on property. Way cool. So you get he gets a three eighty nine Pete. No right? cameras. No cameras. And a gun. And a freaking gun and a badge. <laughs> I want the job. Yeah. So so Neil, <laughs> uh, what what um what is is. Please tell me. You said it's a 389. Please tell me you got at least a 13 speed in that thing. If he says 18. Oh, an 18. Oh, that's cool. I'm not wrong with an 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he would have said automatic, I would have been like, we got a bad connection. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a couple automatics, but that's for usually the older guys who wore out their legs. But uh, no, most of them are manuals, and pretty much all the manuals are uh, 18s. Very nice. Very nice. No different than a 13. You just put the bottom and the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. All right. Well, listen, Neil, do you have anything else to tell us about this job? Because we're going to, we're actually um, at almost 40 minutes here, a little over what we normally do, but, you know, we really enjoy uh, having you on this one time. Ha. <laughs> right then. Well, yeah. laughing over there. I've definitely enjoyed being on. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I mean, I think we covered basically uh, everything that I really can discuss about about the job. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of <clears throat> mundane aspects to it as well. I mean, a lot of time behind the wheel driving just like you would in any other team operation. Um, so, I will say that our shippers and receivers tend to treat us with more respect than I'm used to getting as a truck driver at other shippers and receivers. Like you go into say a Target DC or something like that or a Walmart, and they'll be real short with you and sometimes just downright nasty. No, these these people, um, they're really they're really cool. I mean, most of them are actually law enforcement, federal federal agents. Um, so they they've got their guns as well. They got their AR-15s and you know their bullet riot shields and all that good stuff too. So um, it's kind of almost like a professional courtesy almost instead of them versus us like most truckers and shippers mm-hmm. see each other. So are the windows tinted? I mean, can other truckers see your badge and stuff? I mean, you can't tell by the tractor and, and the trailer that, that it's top government stuff because obviously you're, you'd stick out like a sore thumb. So when they pull up beside you, can they even see you in there? Or what's what's the deal? They can see us about as well as you can look into another you know, Peterbilt or Kenworth cab, which, yeah, you can't really, when you're driving by them, you can't really see the driver too well looking through the, the window. You got maybe half a second to glimpse them. So, yeah, there's there's not really much they can tell. Um, I mean, there are drivers out there that know about us and they know what we haul. It's not a super big secret out on the road. Um, it's, again, it's just stuff that I can't, really discuss and, and lend to it, you know. <laughs> if you hear about it from somebody else, it's a different story. I just can't say it myself. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. You can whisper it to me, then I'll go ahead and tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we haul uh, motorcycle doors and swamp gas. <laughs> Shh. <laughs>
Well, let's let's wrap this thing up, man. Neo, Neo, Neo hauls the red and purple pills, or red and blue pills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did we take the red? Why didn't we take the blue pill? Yeah, one of my favorite ones. Some someone's like, "Hey, man, what you know? What are you hauling that you have to have a gun for and everything?" I said, "Oh, uh, I just got a load of presidential body doubles." <laughs> couple, couple <laughs> Trump doubles. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. All right, well, uh, Ruthann, you ready to wrap this thing up? I have my word of the day. Oh, let's hear the word of the day. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Make sure you yep. get it up to the mic. Uh, that's a, now I have to move my move this. Go ahead. All, All right, right, play. Hit it. Jape. Did you say jape? Jape. Almost like vaping? Jape. Jape, J-A-P-E? Exactly, J-A-P-E. Yeah. All right, Neil, do we get a guess on what a jape is? Jape. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I I know what I keep thinking of is nape, but that's something totally different. (laughs) Yes, it is. Jape. Jape. Hmm. Say it in a sentence. Can you give it to me in a sentence? He managed to jape at the beginning of his speech, so it wasn't quite so dry. Cough? No. The children laugh and jape while they wait in the lunch line. Wait? Mm. No. Jape. To say or do something in jest or mockery. To make a joke of something. Oh, to, to sit around clowning. So just to clown around is japing. Yes. So it's almost like joking. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a while. Jape. I've never heard the word. No. So that's the, well, that's why I do the word of the day. Yes. The more you know. Ruthann exactly. does the word of the day. That is a, that's a, I like that word. Jape. Jape. What was the one that from the other day? It was the garnish, like on someone's soup or something like that. What was that one called? We, we were going to just, we were going to go into a restaurant and use that word um. to the, to the, the waiter. See that? You don't even remember. You don't even remember the word of yesterday. <laughs> we only remember the word of the day. You're going to pull it up. Hey, Neil, she's going to pull up this word. It's, it's, it's what. It's what the garnish is actually called on your soup, like when they leave that little sprig of rosemary or something. Okay. Yeah, but it was called a, uh, what was that? Yeah, chiffonade. Chiffonade. Yeah, it's called chiffonade. Hold the chiffonade, okay. please. Yeah. yeah I chiff- think I'd just stick with the word garnish. <laughs> <laughs> chiffonade is a preparation of shredded or finely cut leaf vegetables used as a garnish for soup. I think I like Jape better. Wow. Jape was pretty good. Jape was good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Jape's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured it, you know drivers would like that. You know, Jape. Yeah. Hey. Hey. One last thing. Have Have you ever heard of semi-aquaphobia? That's a real word. Semi-aquaphobia. No, se- semi-aquaphobia. Aquaphobia. Yeah. It's It's the fear of passing tractor trailers. That's what I was thinking. It was, and honestly, I think that's actually a really big thing because. I don't know why, but people like to just get next to you and sit. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. But they'll just sit there or they'll take, they'll be passing you at like a quarter mile per hour faster than what you're doing and just take forever to get on by you. I'm going to play a second word. So words of the day? Well, the reason I'm going to do this is because I wouldn't normally do it, but I'm doing it because it's another language word. All right, let's hear it. All right. I got to put it up because... This one's going to make it a loud one. Gochujang. What? Say it again. Gochujang. Gochujang? One more time. Gochujang. 
Gochujang. Yep. Gochujang. Okay. It's Korean. All right. You want to take a guess at what Gochujang is? Um, is it a food? It's Korean. Yeah, it's Korean food. It's a spicy paste using Korean cooking made from red chili peppers, fermented soybeans, rice, and salt. Hmm. All right. So it's like sriracha. (laughs) Nice. Let's wrap this thing up. Neil, it was awesome having you, brother. Come on the show anytime. And especially if you get into a shootout. And you guys don't video (laughs) that stuff, though, do you? Dang it. Now, I do have my own personal dash cam that I that I keep on the truck um, for, you yeah. know, my get out of jail free card, basically. <laughs> Absolutely, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive a tractor trailer these days without at least the outward facing one. There's yeah, too, absolutely. Too many times a trucker in times past were were guilty by associ- I shouldn't say by association, just because of the typical this for example, the rear end accident. Oh, you're supposed yeah. to be in charge of your truck at all time, blah blah blah. And then they then they started watching uh dash cams and noticing guys merging and slamming brakes on and all kind of BS that a trucker couldn't help but hit them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. I wouldn't want to be without it. I yeah, wouldn't. I mean if you can if you can still use it but yet you know, give the respect to your receivers and shippers that they want, then I would definitely want to do it too, especially, you know, you just never know. You might end up seeing something that is like, okay, well, this person, I just always seen this, see the same vehicle or see the same person when I'm coming in this area. And you might yeah. be able to, you know, prevent something because they're plotting. Um since we're wrapping it up here, Ruthann, uh-huh. let me tell you and Neil and Neo and the uh, uh, rest of the audience that, and we've been telling them lately, we're commercially paid now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our videos, if they're over three minutes long and, you know, depending on what they, you know, how many views they make, we get paid. Uh, so, Neil, if you get something good out there in the road or put a little compilation together for us. Or something really exciting. Keep it at least three minutes or more, and uh, you know we'll we'll get, we we give everybody a percent. Whatever uh, from here on out, we've been giving everybody a percent of. I mean, Donnie's video did three million. You yeah, know, we just was, can't have like music or anything like that in the background. Good point. Because oh. the copyrights, we can't have music. Like if you're listening to your radio. Um, we have to dub that out. So if you decide to start talking and, and in we it, can't, we can't have that in. We actually, if there's if there's like. ACDC playing in the background. We can't use we, it. We, we can't use the video because of copyright. <laughs> so, so, anyways, okay. yeah. So, Neil, yeah, if I've you, got, uh, I've got quite a few uh, from over the last seven years or so. I know one you'd probably really like. It's a rollover that I caught on camera in Oregon. Um, we would definitely put that one up and Oregon. Yeah. Did you stop and like uh, while it was over or? or and hopefully yeah, I did. He went, yeah, I did go back and check on him. He was he was fine. He was fine. He came down the he came down the hill too fast, and there was a curve on the bottom, and he hit that curve, and he just laid it down. Wow! So he was okay then. Yeah, he he was shook up, and he knew he was out of a job, but physically yeah. he was fine. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I just seen one yeah. the other day um, where somebody made a comment, and it was like that dude's done. I mean, you know, just some of the things you just come into a crowd and hit people or whatever the case is. It don't matter what, what, what the excuse is. You're done, you know, certain yeah. things. So let's wrap this thing up, Ruthann. 
It's been a pleasure, Neo. Stay in touch with us, brother. Stay Absolutely. safe. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, man. Stay stay in touch. And that that by the way, just a compliment for you. A lot of interviews, a lot of people call us, and uh, we have issues with their audio. And obviously, we we started talking to you earlier, and and you had uh, two different headsets. What is this one called? Because that one's very good. This one is uh, Playtronics. It's one of the um, earpieces. It wraps around the ear, and it's got the little microphone that kind of extends down your cheek. Yeah. Um, but this is a this is the higher end Playtronics. I think they're about uh, maybe one to one fifty at the truck stops. Well, I'll tell you what. I haven't had to adjust your volume one time since you started out with that. That's really good. No, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I got you on your own track. All right, well, Neil, man, awesome, super cool interview. Uh, stay safe, keep your gun loaded, and shoot straight. Every day. You like that right then, huh? Yeah. You like yeah that I was going to try and say something, but I really you, can't. You were, you were going to say something as cool as that? Yeah. There's I, no way. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come up that, with something. You'd never come up with something like that. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Praise the Lord.